Hey everybody, welcome to the Rhetoric Rabbit Hole. We got uh, Rachel and Q joining Hello. us, joining us all the way from Maryland. How, how's, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's the weather up there? It's raining, but the rain is warm and all the leaves fell off the trees. So it's a mess out there. I gotcha. It's pretty warm here too, like surprisingly warm. I don't know, like, what do you think, Devin? You're outside a lot. Is it like comparatively? Yesterday was better than today. No, I mean, no, I mean, like comparatively to last year, was it this warm at this time? I can't remember. Um, last season, I think we actually had a very like warm fall, and then it came like very late and very quick. Um wasn't like that kind of horrible but at the same time like it just means the leaves didn't turn um mm. you know not like they should have this year they turned but who's out there to appreciate it yeah um i can't remember if i asked philip and devin this but have you guys seen watchmen the hbo show oh yeah <laughs> it's really good yeah i just finished it last night it was really good I'm watching it. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, there was, um, I started watching a show now called, um, uh, it's called Lovecraft Country. It's also HBO. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I only saw the first one. Is it good? Yeah, it's very interesting. I like it so far. Watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> What, so like, what are you, what have you guys been watching recently? This general, just for everybody. Well, we're we're rewatching Warehouse Thirteen. What is uh, we're that? in the Gambit. I don't know. And I, what did we watch recently? I can't remember. What are we watching right now? <laughs> we skip around a lot. We skip around. Our, lot i've got i got rachel and her mama into the the show farscape the australian sci-fi show from like year 2000 okay it is beautiful if you don't know about it it it's no, up there with star trek on a budget okay cool muppets also. muppets frank or frank jim henson's son is the puppeteer designer really cool yeah that's awesome. like it. <laughs> well, okay cool <laughs> sci-fi with puppets this guy goes yeah. to a wormhole and he ends up on the other side of the galaxy and he meets all kinds of aliens it's great nice and it's australian yeah, some of too. some obscure sci-fi australian muppet show sounds amazing made by tim henson's son it rules it's got like jim henson solid seasons <laughs> nice. What about what about you, Philip? What have you been watching? Back of my eyelids. The back of your eyelids. <laughs> I don't watch TV, really. What do you do then? Um, other things. <laughs> things that aren't that. Things that aren't that. Yes. What, what have you and Tiffany been watching, Devin? Um, actually, Alex and the boys got me started on uh. Uh, One Piece. 
So I've yeah. got a lot to catch up on, like a lot. It's like 900 something plus episodes just on what's Funimation. And I can't even imagine. It's a lot. So I'm not even 100 episodes in. And you it's know, like One Piece is like 800 episodes. Something. 900 plus. I, I got 900 in there. It's, it's a lot. It's a good show, but it just like drags on and on. It's really slow. Yeah. So it's kind of a thing you can just have on in the background. And it's like, oh, he'll still be a Pirate King years from now. So, you know, yeah. don't have to like, it's cool though. Yeah. You figure around episode 700 that he should like get get real into drinking and bird watching, you know, wake up in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. how long can you watch a Pirate King do the same pirate stuff? You know? <laughs> there is some time jumps from what I understand. So, I mean, like, yeah. Like, you, you've got a good point. I have no idea. Like, I'll say this much. I'm just now getting to the part where they get to the Grand Line, which is, like, where all the other pirates are actually at, and it's just been building a crew up to this point. So I feel like I've just got through the tutorial, and I'm getting into, like, One Piece, you know, episode beginning, and we'll yeah. see what there's like, There's, like, this <laughs> river that runs the entire equator of the planet and you like can't get into it from the outside except by like this one entrance that you go up and then like if you get all the way to the end of it like basically circumnavigate the globe then there's like supposedly like a hidden treasure that this guy left and and if you get it then you'll be king of the pirates and like you'll you'll rule all the other pirates basically (laughs) It's a very anime premise. <laughs> it's um it's the guy that made it was like um he was he apprenticed for the artist that does uh Dragon or did Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball I guess. Um and um it's very you can tell it's very inspired by Dragon Ball. It's like it, it does that thing where it's like, I guess, you know. The character building's a lot of yeah. the same. A lot of the same kind of like, oh, we'll have a little offshoot that goes and does something cute over here. And then we can come back to the big battle later. And, you know, just a lot of the same kind of, uh, I think, story tools and functions. It's But it's yeah. still good stuff. If you enjoy Dragon Ball, of course you'll enjoy it. So, so enough about anime. I want to talk about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay. So, I remember... Okay. Um, let me take you back to, what was it? Like, 2017? 2018? And Devin was there. I don't, I don't remember if Q was there, but we had a house party and Fable Cry played. He wasn't there. It was in like 2014 or 15. Oof, God. 15, maybe. God, yeah, okay, yeah, it would have been further back than that. He wasn't there. He was 16, maybe? Hey, wait a minute, hold on. When when did, when were you in Fable Cry? It wasn't for... It was was um, the summer of 2014 to, till uh, 2016. Yeah. So we're I talking think it was about probably closer to either fifteen or sixteen. I think it was two thousand. Okay. So New Year's twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen, something like that. We we had that party, and I remember 
Rachel, didn't you tell me that you and Joe saw a UFO outside? Yeah, um, Joe and I were shooting a shit, smoking a cigarette, and I'm always looking at the stars because, you know, I've seen other sightings, um, but this time it was this rippling, super thin, like reflecting the stars behind it, like lower than um, an airplane, like just above the trees, right? And it was headed on this trajectory. It had this specific non-symmetrical but jagged shape and I drew it and I sent it to Devin and Joanna saw it too and she was like I was like oh my god what is that look at that what is that and she's like oh what is that you know she's like and she never believed in UFOs until that mm -hmm. night that I don't I, I don't know if it was a UFO but it was some kind of anomaly it was something <laughs> yeah it was something it was something did you, you did you see it Devin I did not get to actually see it but I walked outside just as soon as you guys were freaking out about it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you could tell that there was something weird. Like, I don't know how else to describe that other than it felt weird out there. And I mean, from having just been outside not that long prior and then had to go do a thing, came back out, you guys were out there. It's like, wait, hold on, what? You know, and yeah. just the whole air felt different. It was almost warmer stickier kind of gross i don't i don't know man it wasn't where yeah, it wasn't good were you there that night phil you and him mm -hmm. yeah no, yeah i wasn't there no i, I think I was, I Phil philip said he was there yeah that's right um yeah <laughs> i've never seen a ufo and i would like to because i've heard a lot of people with stories like that yeah like it's not that uncommon you <laughs> tell me more <laughs> more ufo stories um all right well the okay so the one that um was the most insane was i was living in pennsylvania and it was like i don't know between 11 and midnight and i was um dozing off to sleep but i couldn't sleep I was like having this crazy pre-dream that I was traveling at the speed of light. And it was like the Star Wars representation of warp speed, but there was a disc of darkness and a single point of light in the middle. And I was like, I got up, I'm like, I can't sleep. What the hell was that? That was freaking crazy. So I was like, I'm gonna go outside and have And um, I didn't take my phone. Um, and this was like in 2011-ish. Yeah, 2011. And um, so I'm sitting on the porch and just like trying to shake this weird dream sensation. Now dreams is another topic we should get into. Yes. But um, so I'm sitting on the front porch and it's like rural uh, Pennsylvania. And it's like, you know, windy roads and lots of trees, very similar to Tennessee, rolling hills. Um, and over the trees across the street, um, I saw a, what I thought was a flare because it was falling. It's orange light was falling and it was through the tree. So I knew it was pretty far away. Then it started rising again. And I'm like, okay, balloon maybe. And then another one appeared and then reappeared and they were doing this bobbling, bobbling motion, like incoherent. Then all of a sudden, all three of them rise up, form a perfect triangle 
spin 90 or 180, and then they start to fan out across the area. Mm. By this time, one of the ones was a uh, hundred yards from me crossing the street. And it was massive, like this hot air, it looked like a hot air balloon, like, um, like an egg uh, with the fat part at the top. And um, it had metal ridges on it, but where the basket would be, if you can imagine like a hot air balloon, but the basket is like connected to it, was this orange light that was so dynamic. And it was, it was crazier than a disco ball. And uh, I, my, the hair stood up on my arms and I'm like watching this thing. I'm like, I don't have my phone to videotape it. And it was just like bobbling across, you know? Mm. And uh, so I run inside to get my phone and I'm still looking out the window, trying to get my phone. And by the time I run out, it's gone. And um, after it, it, they all had gone, I heard people going, hello, like someone else had seen it. And um, wow. I couldn't want to come in the house. Wow. That's the craziest one. That's crazy. What, what, like what year would that have been? 2011. Wow. 12-ish. Did you hear um, Blake's alien story when I had her on the show? She saw you. Uh, she may have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. She may have. I, I... Yeah, no, it was like, yeah, it was something similar. That's why I was, I brought it up because it's like, she saw like a bunch of lights go up and then spin around. And that was, yeah, that was like, that would have been around the same time, really, I think. Really? Orange? Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. I'd have to go back and watch it. Hot air balloon shaped? That's wild. Uh, I don't think she was that close. It was further away. She didn't describe it very well. She didn't, yeah, she didn't have like okay. a clear look at it. That's right. Yeah. She just saw the lights. You yeah. got a light story? Yes. Yes, lay it on me. Let me tell you. Oh, man. I'm so excited. I, I didn't know what I was looking at at the time. But when I was about, I don't remember whether I was eight or nine years old, we came in uh, real late, about 10 or 11 o'clock at night from my stepdad's parents' house. And we had been hanging out there all day. And when we kind of came in, it was real late. And I remember it being cold outside. I don't remember what time of year it was, but I remember it being cold. And uh, my mom and stepdaddy were standing outside smoking a cigarette before we ended up going into the house. And I remember saying, you know, open, open up the door. I want to go in. And I went inside the house and got warm. And they were outside smoking a cigarette. And I heard them talking about something like, what the fuck is that? You know, and I was like, well, they must see like a squirrel or a, raccoon we lived kind of far out of town but the, i figured it was a squirrel or a raccoon or a deer or something moving any kind of thing really kind of set them off you know they were very young. and <laughs> i heard my mama says uh boy get your ass out here and tell me what this is and i was like i don't know i don't know what they want you know i know I, yeah. I haven't done anything you know so i went see what my mama wanted and I thought I was in trouble for something and she says look up there what do you see and I said I looked up in the star I said stars and she said no that right there that move that moving circle right there and I saw there was five lights 
and they were spinning like this in the mm. in the sky circular rotation like a revolt like a like a revolver cylinder moving mm. and we watched it spin and it would move as one unit for i don't know it moved for maybe 10 minutes that we were watching and it was long enough for me to look up there. I didn't know what I was looking at. You know, I, I just thought the stars were moving. It just looked like five lights. Mm-hmm. And my mom was getting freaked out and trying to take pictures of it. But, you know, disposable cameras back then, you know, I don't yeah. know, they just weren't worth a damn. Used up whole disposable cameras trying to take, trying to take pictures of this. But mm-hmm. it just looks like five lights in the sky. It, it didn't, you, you couldn't see it moving. But as they were moving, we were watching them, and as the as that revolver cylinder of lights was moving, the the lights shot off. They accelerated a speed that I can't even imagine. The amount of power you'd have to generate to accelerate at that speed, and they all filed off one by one, off in the same direction, and I I think about that about once a week now. <laughs> Like what? I don't know. I'm not sure what what I actually saw. I saw some atmospheric phenomena while I was in North Dakota dealing with different kinds of lights. But we lived ten miles out of town. There was no lights out there. There's there's nothing. I I I don't know what I saw. Huh? <laughs> what? Okay. Time, so man. I got a question. Did you see those videos that the Marines released during COVID about like uh, gimbal and you, you, you're nodding about, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was gonna I, probably, actually. Yeah. Like there's, I mean, there was gimbal and like, I don't know, something like speedy or whatever. I can't even remember what they titled them. But when you're talking about crazy acceleration, there's one where it's just like, oh, okay, cool. They're watching it. And then, and the thing's gone and they're like crap we can't keep up with it and like this whole thing's supposed to be like a missile tracking system and it can't keep up with this thing that's like i I don't know about the size of like a a purse or something they said and like have you did you see any of those no i've seen it q no i i remember the lights that i saw speed off Mm-hmm. When I was in the Air Force, I saw a lot of fighter jets, and those have to build up speed. It's not instant speed. Yeah. Those lights went from zero to infinity, <laughs> and just faster than I could eat, faster than you could blink. Mm-hmm. And I've never, I've, I, I couldn't, I can't imagine the systems of physics that would have to be in place to allow that to happen. Mm. Like. I try not to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you to think about it some more. Um, <laughs> have you guys, are you guys familiar with Bob Lazar? Say it again. Bob Lazar. Name's familiar. He was a UFO conspiracy theorist yeah. that he oh. claims to have worked oh, there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've heard his name come out of your mouth and your mouth alone. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Have you? Q, I mean, Q basically hit the nail on the head. Yeah, he's a UFO conspiracy. He claims to have worked at um, uh, Area 51 or a subsect of Area 51. 
there's a there's a documentary on it on Netflix, but it's kind of shitty. And uh, he was on Joe Rogan, and I thought that was a lot better. Um, but he um, he he lays it out, and he doesn't like over. He tries really hard not to overstate himself. He's like, here's what I know about it. And um, he's been subject to a lot of like light, different lie detector tests and different like um, like facial expression analysts have looked into him to try and see if he's lying. And a lot of the experts are convinced that he's telling the truth. And um, the I mean, the stuff he's talking about, like um, it's, he's describing that the way the thing moves is like. It's like what like you could like describe like a laser pointer on a wall. Like it's this jagged and it just kind of moves like this. And he said it's got like like an anti-gravity propulsion system that's powered by an element that doesn't exist on Earth. So like there's no wires or anything. It's not electrical. It it just like you just move a slab over another slab and the thing elevates somehow. And then it's able to, like, it has its own gravitational field. So if you were to try to punch it, your fist would just reflect off of it. And then that's how it's able to, like, it's all terrain. It's able to go, like, water, air, space, like nothing. Because it's, it's like, if, if that's true, that's, like, we're talking about, like, anti-gravity, like, force field technology, which if the government's able to replicate that, that's more powerful than any conventional weapons we have, you know? <laughs> Are you saying there's spaceships that can fly through space and time, but they can't make an Xbox that doesn't smoke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why get, the aliens should get on that. They should get it with Microsoft. Yeah. I think Bob was always talking about, he thinks it was like uh, from some kind of archeological dig. Like they found it a long time ago. <laughs> Maybe it's just like ancient Egyptian technology. What are we talking about here? Oh, hey, Neef. We're talking about aliens. Talking about UFOs specifically. I mean, oh, wow. God. Yeah. I, I picked up on that much of it. I just meant what you were just referencing. Uh, Bob Lazar. Are you familiar with him? Uh, I think so. I'm really, I'm really bad with names. I have people quote dead guys all day to me in arguments, you know. He's so. a living guy. <laughs> right. So, you know. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, I was just going on a rant about Bob Lazar. We were talking about aliens. Um, Wasn't his yeah. name in a pop song somewhere? Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar. Um, How much? Oh, how bizarre. My bad. <laughs> uh, Neef, do you have any UFO stories? Um, oh, no, I was going to say, I think Clutch makes reverence to Bob Lazar. Hmm. And um, uh, I think Escape from the Prison Planet. I think, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Bob Lazar is coming over, honey. Clear the airstrip and light up that stove. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he says. Or I could be wrong. Um. You ever seen a UFO? Um, not. Well, yes, because I've seen things in the sky that were flying, and I couldn't identify them. 
Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Well, and when it's I say that, Superman. I'm, I've um. What if you? What if you? The only like, thing you, I've ever seen is one night, looking way up, kind of out in the country where I had enough, little bit of light, very little light pollution. I could see. I remember what I saw, what I thought was a satellite. I mean, the tiniest little, almost like a star, but it was moving too fast. So I was like, I might actually be seeing a satellite. And then I remember seeing it kind of. And I mean, I'm talking about this isn't very, you know, this is me laying on a deck, just staring into the, the sky of all kind of stars. The tiniest little pin dot of a light. And then it just seemed like it went in a three, but I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular, hmm. you know, even at the moment I was kind of like, did I see that or, you know, but, but you know, so, so philosophically, if you see a, a, a alien spacecraft in the sky and you identify it, you're like, Oh, that's an alien spacecraft. I guess it's no longer a UFO. <laughs> it's no longer it? a UFO. No, I've never seen a UFO. Every time I saw an alien craft, I knew yeah. that it was a fucking alien craft. So. Oh, yeah. They're from Quasar <laughs> 978. Right. I mean, I didn't catch the tags. I mean, what do you mean by un unidentified? <laughs> <laughs> what about, okay. All right. So we've talked about extraterrestrials. Um, does anyone have any interesting ghost stories they'd like to share? I've tried. And it never worked. You tried contacting ghosts? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Gone to haunted places, all kind of shit like that. Yeah. I felt weird things, but I've never seen any, you know. And I'm not extremely skeptical about it. Just like alien belief i'm not extremely skeptical against it or at all i'm very wide open to it i've just never witnessed any other shit devin's got uh, a ghost our, oh go ahead rachel our house is uh currently haunted by a ghost cat oh uh, now we have five cats but when none of the cats are present a cat will walk across my body at night mm. Damn. Something similar has happened to me recently, actually. I was falling, I was going to bed, and as I was falling to sleep, or falling asleep, I felt something on my chest, and then it just sat there, and I didn't hear purring, but I felt what it felt like when a cat is purring on your chest, and there yeah. obviously was no cat there. Yeah, the um, ghost kitty has purred and laid and curled up and has been a little sweet thing. But I go to make sure, cause you know, I would, you know, have my real cats and there's nothing there. My, my mom lives here too. And she's, she's experienced ghost kitty. She's also experienced ghost leopard. So she said that there was something huge on her bed. Something huge was purring. Mm. And uh, yeah, it, it hasn't been around for a while, but this was like recently. Crazy. Mm. Um, Shaper tooth tiger. Yeah, I almost, I hesitate to say ghost story because like, uh, we were actually talking about this the other day, Q, like there's, um, when we're talking about uh, 
certain certain subjects like this there's a gray area where like you you could put it in a box of psychosis or mental illness or some kind of like neuroticism or something or you could put it if you just you like some people just think about it in a mystical way but I think at least for me personally I feel like there's there's little uh, there's a lot of crossover in that area and I think like it's almost irrelevant what (laughs) what's really happening so like I guess when I talk about ghost stories or um that i guess that includes hallucinations or just just strange events that unexplained phenomena unexplained phenomena yeah phenomena yeah i think (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's a better way of putting it you know than just like ghost stories like putting it in that box but yeah um so um yeah i guess I guess when I ask you guys if you have any ghost story, that's really what I'm asking. Do you have any weird experiences in your lives that uh, you feel like sharing with us? <laughs> well, I had have night terrors and mm. have had, um, since I can remember, extremely vivid dreams, you know, scary dreams, but as well as my dreams become hallucinations in the real world as I'm waking up. And it's, some of them are fleeting. Some of them last a long time. Sometimes he has to like make me snap out of it. So I'm seeing things at night. It sounds and sometimes a little bit I'll like, remember um, it, sometimes I won't. It sounds a little bit like, uh, could be sleep perilous from lucidity. You're going in the lucid dreaming, but you're not fully falling out and you're not shutting down enough. But I guess it just depends on the hallucination. People say they see faces. A lot of times I hallucinate faces during that state and it's just terrifying as anything to them. What's happened? Um, I've, I've seen excruciatingly hideous faces. I've, I've experienced sleep perilous trying to do lucid dreaming, like heavy duty trying to do it. And it wasn't anything like that on a hallucinogenic state, but my body tensed up so tight. It physically hurt me. I had to turn around in the bed and lay there. And, you know, I mean, I was just like breathing hard and like, God, oh, you know. And um, yeah, that, that, that sounds a lot when you're talking about that, you know, being feeling like you're halfway awake and, or as you're waking up, that sounds like what that might be is um, they attribute that like later night terrors after you get older to the same similar thing. People, your body goes to sleep and your mind hasn't fallen asleep. And that's the way of going to lucid dreaming. But if you don't do it just right, it can cause that kind of stuff. So who knows? I can see that. Yeah. Lucid dreaming. I, I have had several lucid dreaming experiences. Um, were, were they happenstance or were you trying to lucid dream? Um, happenstance, because whenever I intentionally want to lucid dream, I can just never, I, I just, I just need to comprehend that I'm dreaming, you know, and I, and I have the triggers and the totems and all that, but it, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I've, I've, I've only been able to do it once to my recollection. And it's because I was, I was reading, um, I was reading Liber Null and Psychonaut at the time. And there's a, a, a chapter in there about lucid dreaming and there's different practices. Like you can like set your mind a different, like a certain way to like kind of get you on that path 
uh, in your sleep. And I was like, I was trying really hard at that time. Like I was keeping a dream journal and I had like a, like, um, it was weird. I had, um, I had in this book I was reading, it's, it was telling me to keep a dream journal because that's the first thing, that's the last thing you think about when you go to bed is your dreams. And that's the first thing you wake up and you do is you write down your dreams. So, um, and, and the other thing it told me to do is to pick a focus, like try, try to manifest something within your dream. So I, I chosen uh, a black cat as my focus and I tried to make it appear in the dream. Um, but, um, it, it, what my dream ended up being is I was like, I was in this house and I like, I like walked in on something I shouldn't have. It was like some, some sort of like eyes wide shut, like masquerade orgy that I was like not supposed to see. And then like people started chasing me with like shotguns and some stuff. So I like, I ran outside and I was up against like this fence and this guy had like a shotgun up against me. And I was like, okay, like I just like had this click where I was like, I'm going to die. And then I realized I was dreaming all of a sudden. So like, then I just kind of like pushed him aside and I like started flying. And like, I can remember like, I was like flying through the air and I remember the, like, I could like the wind and the trees rustling as I went by sounded so real. Like it was like absolutely just as real as reality for for a moment. And, um, I didn't get my black cat to show up, but a black cat came to my house the next day and we, uh, adopted it. Oh, what would you name it? Uh, we only had it for a day. It died. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's the other thing. We, uh, it was really sick. That's why I wanted it up to the house. And it's funny is I had an art project. This was at Joey's house, Devin, you remember this. I had an art project where I was building a giant cross in my backyard. So I had taken post hole diggers and dug like a three or four foot hole to like put my, like put the post down. And I had just dug the hole. I hadn't put the post down yet. And we took on this cat and it was really sick. And it, it became clear that we needed to take it to the doctor. And the doctor was like, yeah, this cat's uh, going to fucking die. We should just put it down. <laughs> so we didn't really give time to like name it or anything, but I had this dead cat now and I didn't realize it, but I had already been digging a grave for it. I just didn't know it yet. And so I just, I put the cat in the ground and I, I built a, like I put the giant like eight foot cross on top of him as like a headstone. And yeah, so that cat got a giant fucking burial tomb. Oh, <laughs> his name is Lucid. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's the only time I was able to. Uh, I start seeing one. black cats. I blame all of you. <laughs> Bl blame lucidity. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that lucid. <laughs> um. Uh. So, like, has anyone else had success lucid dreaming? I think I've had vague success. 
once or twice, but it wasn't anything extreme. <coughs> um, I was trying really uh, intense methods that had to do with like breathing. And it, um, I was also trying other things as far as with meditation and like, <clears throat> not necessarily just lucid dreaming, but that's when I started experiencing a lot of the, not a lot, but a couple of times I've experienced the uh, sleep perilous. I knew that I was actually, it sucked, but I knew that I wasn't reading a bunch of BS. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I had read about that happening too, you know? And so it was kind of, uh, even though it was anything but relieving, it was still kind of like, oh, okay, I'm on the right track here. I've done that with meditation techniques before, you know, or I'll try something and it doesn't really do anything, you know, or I don't really feel like it, you know, accomplished much more than stretching or breathing or something. Um, And then there have been ones that I've done that I've just, you know, I've done techniques that I've almost passed out because of, and even read, you know, you got to be careful doing this because you start to feel lightheaded, you know, so that, that kind of stuff. So it's one of those things that. And to some people, it just comes really naturally. Like I know people that just do it on their own, like without trying to, it just happens. Uh, do you ever, um, are you ever aware or, or in control when you dream cue? Uh, no. Yeah. I do Same. basically hallucinate on well, now that I'm medicated, not so much a daily basis anymore, but I hallucinate quite frequently. Um, most of it is voices. It's trying to talk to me. Sometimes they tell me to do things, uh, try to give me advice. Sometimes it's a disembodied voice. Sometimes it is an entity in which uh, has been more or less plaguing me, but also offering me advice on things every now and then. So it's a mixed bag. When I, and But I realized that that's part of the symptoms of schizoaffective disorder that I was um, diagnosed with about 10 years ago. And ever since they put me on antipsychotics, I don't really have a lot of those symptoms anymore. But if I stay up real late at night and there's nothing going on, or maybe I can't go to sleep and I'm in bed, I can hear them trying to talk to me through the walls or I'll I'll hear a voice on the other side of the wall and I won't be able to understand what they're saying. And I'll really try to listen to them. And sometimes I infer what they're saying because sometimes they only say things once. And I don't know, I'm a crazy motherfucker. So, no, that's interesting. So like, um, so it doesn't, it, it sounds like it it's somewhere like across the room, like somewhere over there rather than internal. Like you hear it at a distance. Sometimes. That's that's interesting. Sometimes it sounds like when, when I get bad and when I get really manic, sometimes it sounds almost like the voice of God, like I can't escape it. Hmm. I don't, uh, like it goes through me. A good hmm. friend of mine who is, um, <clears throat> he's, I mean, he's got to be, close to 60 or so now he uh he's now i mean he's you know it's well well under control and has been for many years but he would tell me about the episodes he'd have when he was younger 
that the television would start talking to him. And it was kind of like you're saying, it wasn't like people hear, you know, people talk about, oh, the voices and, you know, they hear people talk about that, but they don't understand. It's not like your voice when we're thinking, you know, it's when you know people like that and they tell you about it, it's like, no, it's literally mm. an external voice is talking to wow. me. That's why it's so fucking crazy. It's not me just sitting there going, damn, it's like I dosed up and my brain's running. It's like, he said, I would sit and be watching TV. And then the guy on the TV would just start talking to me out of nowhere. And he said he'd lay in the fields and lay there and look at the sky. And the angels would come and say, this is what the music in heaven sounds like. And he's a flute player. He's a wood, brilliant woodwind player, played flute and a lot of stuff. And he would emulate what he heard, mm. you know, through echoplexes and effect machines and stuff when he'd play a lot. And that's what he'd tell us. He'd say, you know, I'm kind of emulate with, you know, and he understood it was a condition. He told me one of the worst episodes he had that he was in a, they had him in a hospital and he was, he goes, the episode was, I was walking down the hallway, talking to everybody, just walking down the hallway. Hey, how you doing? Seeing all the people. Hey, how you doing? He said, but I wasn't, I was actually in my room on the floor, curl up in a ball. And he said, in completely as far as he knew, he was doing that. And then, you know, he would just come to and he'd be there. And none of that had happened, you know. And he said that was the extremity of it, mm. you know. So, yeah, it's really something in, something that's it's hard to grasp even knowing people, you know. I can't even say that yeah. I grasp it. It's just a little bit. I, I, I feel the same way as he did when it comes to, to hearing music. Sometimes I'll hear a noise and I'll, I'll sit and listen to it for like the longest time and I'll turn, and I'll turn the TV off and I'll, I'll really listen to it. And maybe I'll hear a pattern of something else moving and that builds into a pattern and I can hear music in that and that builds into a song and I can hear it and I spend so much time trying to understand what I'm actually hearing and I don't think it's me thinking of a song because there's a difference between me sitting mm. and trying to find a rhythm on the guitar while I'm playing. And then there's a difference between me hearing something and saying, man, doesn't that sound like a bitch in tune? I bet you I could play that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think that that's, that's I was going to ask you how that actually translated. Like if it was related to how you actually wrote music, because I mean, if, if all of these things are going on, like, I, I loved Pink Floyd and Sid Barrett and just all of that, you know what I mean? And my first reaction is like, man, I almost wish that I could have some of those intense things happen just to have something really good to write about. <laughs> I feel that. But also at the same time, no, no, I don't, no, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. Like, oh, no, yeah. there's probably way too many bad things to go with that but the the beauty that like you're able to turn it into something cool right mm -hmm. because like you're saying there's something different between you actually playing the guitar finding a rhythm and you're like oh that's cool but then you hear something and you're like man if i could emulate that yeah <laughs> like that that's what i want to do and then you're just how do you take that and then you're like man how do i do that yeah I do that all the time. I, I'm, 
I've got a bunch of songs that I write that way. I write half of my songs that way. Damn. Which one? That's awesome. All of them. Cursed items, especially. Ooh. Cursed items, I hear cursed items coming to discount all the time. It's a new song. <laughs> and I hear that one. Is that the one you sent me? Yes. Uh-huh. That. And I feel like the song itself is a cursed item. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's fucking stellar. That's what it is. Did you hear the rest? <laughs> I'm excited for uh, to to hear more new music from you guys. I know you guys have got some some stuff you're working on. Yes, we're working on lots and lots of new songs. Oh boy! Album. I don't think y'all ever let me hear any of their stuff. They are a really badass two piece, and they kick ass. Our um, <laughs> SoundCloud or no, our Bandcamp. Um, First album wasn't recorded very well, so um, it's out there. So, um, on SoundCloud, you know, I know some. Uh, I know a guy that does that stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure where he is on your screen, but for me, he's right there. <laughs> that guy. Okay. Um, I'm trying to, which is just another reason for you to come down for a visit, and then it becomes a thing. You know? Yeah, when it's safe. To see old folks. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. Understandably. Um, I'm going to share my screen real quick. Look at, uh, can you guys see this? What do you guys see? Alex Gray's. Yeah. So. Um, I see a tool record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So we were just talking. Is this not lateralysis? <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be, right? I see that you have one um, notification on Facebook. Oh yeah, maybe I should move that. Um, so there's uh, like, okay, so I don't know how well you guys can see it, but there's, um, we were just talking about this, which is why I, I pulled this up. Um, it's like, I, I think this is true of every artist. I think this, what we're looking at is what happens. Like there's a muse. Yeah, there's a muse behind him channeling some sort of, like you said, inspiration through the back of his head. Mm-hmm. And then it, it comes out of his eyes as a prism. Like it goes in as a solid beam and it comes out as a prism. And I mm-hmm. think that represents like, that's the artist's own unique inflection being put on what he's told, like as it goes through him. And you, you just reminded me of that cue because you're talking about hearing hearing the music and replicating it. And that's, that's, um, I think, yeah, <laughs> the depth, I think the depth of what you talk about, cause you brought that up before Alex, mm-hmm. about, I brought it up a lot <laughs> about that. And it's not a, it's not, it's a, it's a really, um, poetic way to put it because you can look at it in the sense of, yeah, it always is going to be an external force mm. you call mm. it a deity you call it a being or something like that <clears throat> but really if you look at it the universe itself to you as an individual is merely what you've experienced living in it and that is all you have to write on so everything that you do mm. express comes directly from what the universe has told you 
right it's like literally true come from anything else that's why people talk about you know yeah you can make up a song about somebody that and and a story in it that's got nothing that you've ever experienced in it but there is going to be part of that you in that somehow Mm -hmm. you know i was just i was just talking to bob about uh, archetypes and like like there's there's the hero's journey and it's it's seen you can see it throughout so many stories like it's like um (laughs) pretty much every story is rehashed and we uh, people don't even realize it when they do it it's like intuitive it's like stories that come from our bones from our ancestry you know like the hero archetype and the villain archetype and stuff like that it's like, yeah, <laughs> there's like a clear formula of storytelling that people follow even without realizing it. It's interesting. I'm a whole new kind of hero. <laughs> yeah. Heard that before. <laughs> um, so um, off of, of ghosts and channeling and all that stuff, didn't Q okay maybe I'm remembering this wrong but didn't you tell me one time that that you've you beat super ghosts and goblins without dying I beat super ghouls and ghosts without dying got to the end boss and I I practiced on that game for about six months or at least an hour or two every day that's I got really good I can for the longest time I could get to the fifth or sixth level without dying and I got a particularly good run one day in about 2011 or 2012 and all of my neighbors and all my friends knew that this what I this what I was working on I come one afternoon I got all the way to the final boss Sardius and beat the game and you have to replay the game with the weakest weapon in the game once you beat it the first time with the bracelet and went to be, and was at the final boss the second time, which is like the stars had aligned for me to be able to do this. I was in the zone, stars aligned, had the wind at my back. Jesus was taking the wheel on that one, whatever you want to call it. And I, in the, I had paused it just so I could take a break and just tell everybody, all right, go over here and check this out. You'll never see me beat the hardest game in the in the world ever again. My roommate came home, flipped the light on, and didn't realize that that wasn't a light. It was a three-way switch going to my Super Nintendo and switched it off. No. I still haven't forgotten that, and I haven't forgiven his ass either. Neither should you. Hold that grudge forever. Forever. Yes. Yes. yeah that's, um that's i hope i hope everyone watching this understands how much of a feat that is like i guess that's we're talking about an old game though <laughs> well you know anybody that does know it knows what a bitch of a game that was that's back from the days of the ending days of quarter eaters back when that's what games did when they're in arcades and they were there to eat your quarter yeah after quarter it's like ah, i can do that, it you know that's how games were designed back then yeah 
Can't hear Devin. Can't hear you. Can't oh, hear yeah. You. you were very low. Can't hear you. Davon. Where'd you, can you hear us? Oh. He can hear us. Yeah, yeah, just do sign language for the rest of the episode. Hat tilt. I don't understand. Try try logging out, too. logging back, or check <laughs> your audio settings. <laughs> Devin, say something. Okay. Well, we'll fix it. <laughs> But you guys uh, want to go back to inspiration real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can hear you now, but you're really quiet. I'm still here. I'm trying. I swear. It's, it's okay. getting better. I'm sorry, Rachel. Go ahead. The inspiration. Like um, the Alex Gray painting that you were showing where you yeah. know, mind. Um, I like to think of it when I'm playing music, when you let go and you're playing music. And it's just coming through you that in that moment, I'm connected purely to the one thing. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's so many different things to call it. I mean, I like to. When, yeah, when yeah. it's locked and engaged with the muse like that, like you can really see it with um, my, uh, my roommate practices violin and there's a video he really likes to watch of this, uh, girl doing Vivaldi scales on her violin and she's just so like like you can read it on her face and it's just like she's in this place she's just like at this she's in that in that moment and like uh, you you can really see it with a lot of like of the really talented musicians who are able to just slip out of wherever they're at and just go into that into the zone it's Mm -hmm. it's what we call the zone yeah I've seen some not so talented musicians zip into the zone too mm. <laughs> i mean you know they're feeling it so <laughs> that's funny you know i mean i guess yeah. that's what counts right that's um yeah i think that that's it's funny because we can talk about the if, if someone says yeah i was really in the zone we all kind of know what they mean but I don't think any of us really understand what it is that exactly that that, what is that? What are the, <laughs> what are we really talking about? Like, if you're trying to define that, you know? Um, well, gnosis, right? That's what Gnosis. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good way of putting it. it. It's a trance. Yeah. That's a good point. Maybe, you know, I think you're onto something, Rachel. Maybe you have to you have to put yourself in a certain mindset of meditation in order to receive the signal clearly. You know, music, sure. mu- music, and sure. yeah, well, music in general, it, it's I guess got a different level on it because if you're doing it on your own, that's like most any other expression, you know, painting, writing, things like that. You're generally doing that on your own. But with music, when you bring it into a band or other people, then it's one of those things that you don't really have. There's not a lot of other expressive things, other ways of expressing art, other art forms that basically have their own language that transcend language. I don't have to know what anybody in my neighborhood speaks if they play music. 
you know, I can pick up and walk over. And if I find out what key they're in, I can jam with them and we're smiling and having a great time. So, you know. Um, Devin, can you say something? Uh, I have him. He's going to get back on his phone. Uh, I just need him to drop his email address for me and I'll invite him. It'll be two minutes. So Devin just sent me a message to, to let me know that this picture I just had pulled up. In the bottom left corner, this dog pig thing has a dick hanging out of his mouth. And oh, he's, he's absolutely right. Yes, it does. It's, its tongue is a dick. Thank you, Devin, for catching that. Appreciate it. Yeah. So I, I would have hated to have missed that. What uh what what part of the inspiration does that represent there, Alex? Uh, oh oh that's that's got we need we need Sigmund Freud for this one to crack that case. <laughs> some Freudian well like it's... as you connect to like the lightest thing, so too do you magnetize the darkest thing and you know, had night terrors and had horrible mm. nightmares. It's like the dark side of oh. I guess. No, you're right. Yeah, because if I could pull it back up real quick, but on the other end of it, it's not as tragic or scary. Like right. it's just that end of it, and it, everything on that side is like a horror creature. And you're right; that's a big part of inspiration. It's very, it's very aggressive having the fallacy as a tongue. You know, it's definitely no, a nothing out. inspires like being chased by a rabid animal, like getting chased by a, a, a pack of wolves or a lion. Nothing inspires someone to action quite like that. Right, yeah. especially with ones with dicks as tongues. Yeah, <laughs> tongue. Yeah, the implications you know. here are like, I don't want to get caught by but this I, thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think, you know, but you're on a good point there. Not to necessarily even just say the dark, but the aggro side of things. Sure. you know the um the yang to the yin kind of thing you know i had an epic it's... dream sorry go ahead um in my dream i was in like the high rise of this building and it was at the shore of the ocean and my uncle was there my uncle was like a really good friend we were like close and uh he wasn't doing so well but he knew he wasn't doing so well and um there were these things flying around like the city and I couldn't see them like up close yet, but it was this dark thing being ridden by a light thing. Right. Um, and the dark things were like demons of all different shapes and sizes and, and them resembled like warrior angels or whatever, various, you know, regalia and, you know, archetypal angelic warrior items. But, um, one of them through the walls and it like grazed my uncle. Like it almost took it with him. So it's the yin and yang life speaking. Oh. Um, I was gonna bring this up earlier and I forgot. Um, excuse me. <laughs> uh, have, have any of you ever played um, any of the Persona games? No. Um, so there's this um, Japanese RPG series called Persona. And like you have like uh, you have all these like different friends and social groups, social links that you make throughout your day, throughout your life. 
and um, each of them is represented by one of the major arcana in tarot. So like your best friend is represented by the magician. Um, you've got a friend online that you play uh, games with. He's represented by the hermit and so on and so forth. Like your parental figures represented by the hierophant. And so I took a page out of that book and I've been, I've been making like my own, like I took all the major arcana and I've like represented them with different like characters and aspects in my life. That's just a project I've been working on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you that. telling me that you're busy networking with the people in the video games that aren't real? No, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like <laughs> it sounded very similar to a, a game my stepdaughter was playing on her phone I kind of had to get on to her about it and, and tell her that and I was like I mean it's I don't get anything against video games but it's not quite that nerdy cue what I'm saying you know it's <laughs> what I'm saying is that social like, networking on a video game is kind of you, everyone in my life, so all of you have a, a card in tarot applied to you, is what I'm saying. Oh, who right. am I? <laughs> I'm working on it. I haven't finished it yet. It's a project. Okay. I'll yeah. let you know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who am I? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so now you're telling me you, you, oh. you've brought, you've turned this into a. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I'm playing my, I'm playing my life like a video game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> if I'm not the fool, I'm very, very upset. Are, are, are we. No, so you're getting you're you're gonna represent everybody that you know. It's more like um, deities. like tight, yeah, like tight, tightly knit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, like, not everybody that you know, but all your, right, you know. Yeah, like all the the like the more like important like um social links that I have, you know, like a video game, the ones that have like you've leveled up the social link a lot. <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> Not it's only are you my friend, but you're better at stabbing people now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how the game works, too, because, like, if you build your relationship with someone, they can do, like, a follow-up attack. Like, you can swing, and then they can come up behind you. Or, like, if you fall, they can, like, help you back up and stuff like that, depending on, like, how well acquainted you are. With them. Yeah, pretty much. Every time you come over now, Alex, I'm going to have a D20 sitting on the table when you <laughs> walk to the door you gotta roll it for random encounters in my home <laughs> you just like start throwing rocks at me oh random encounter <laughs> be like hey man you know do it do a saving throw see if you don't throw this a fucking through your window and just call it a random encounter yeah. <laughs> critical fail clean my toilet bitch <laughs> that's that's the game that's the game <laughs> But um, yeah. Well, that's, that's what that's... I should do with the kids around here. It may... <laughs> with their chores. Yeah, I've been trying to get them more into D and D. You get this. This is starting to sound more and more like um, like Two Face from uh, Batman. He's just like, you're either gonna live or you're gonna die. It's like, guess you're not so lucky today, motherfucker. <laughs> that's how you got to do it. <laughs> sometimes I do it. That's it. Sometimes it be like that. <laughs> well, how long have we been going? We've been going like maybe an hour ish. I don't even know how to tell that. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think. I mean, hey, we talked about aliens. We talked about ghosts. Well, I mean, it's nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, I think we covered all our bases. Yeah, I left my ghost stories out of this, and I'm. <laughs> I got a ghost story for you. Go for it. So I was driving home from work one day, and it was super late. And our apartment complex was on the same street as a graveyard. And across the street from the graveyard was a uh, like a golf course, like a pretty high-end golf course. As I was driving home, I almost hit somebody. And the only reason I almost hit them is because they were not real, or at least alive. I slammed on my brakes to not hit this guy crossing the street. And he literally walked through the front of my vehicle. Clear yeah. as day, I watched him walk through the front of my vehicle. That's and then crazy. just went into the golf course. And he was dressed. He had, okay, so that cap you have, I don't even know what it's called, the type of cap it's got, but it's got the flat bill that's. You talking to me? Yeah, the brown one, you know. It's like a golf hat. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> the golf hat. He was oh, wearing that. Flat cap. Flat cap. There we go. And he was wearing a sweater vest. And that's all I could really long sleeve shirt, but I didn't like, I was damn near traumatized. I thought I was about to kill somebody. And it was hipster. Terrifying, huh? A hipster, apparently. <laughs> yeah, a hipster ghost. Either a he hipster a or run. either a hipster or he like delivered mail in the nineteen thirties in London and he's like, Hello, get your paper. <laughs> you get your papers. It, it, it was it was a it was an older native hipster and he actually hit him when we got out the car. He looked at him and he said, Hipster. And then from that day forward, slowly he began to get more and more hip. I guess y'all completely lost my reference there with thinner, didn't you? I figured if you run into a hipster ghost, you could just give him a little dab of mustache whack. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I. <laughs> I'm appeased. I will go off to the afterlife. This is I, what I, I need. Do I just made a failed Stephen King thinner re reference right there? Is what that was. Nice. You know. Congratulations. She says thinner and he, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Here's a guy who will go out of his way for a Stephen King reference. Not usually. I just, you know, I just pulled it out of the air right there. You know. All hail Stephen, Stephen the King. Really not that big of a fan. <laughs> we share the same birthday. Who? Me and Stephen King. Oh, really? Assuredly not the same year. Of course not. Well, I, I'm a lot. No. Yeah, you're a vampire. There's some world. Yes. <laughs> He's actually much younger than you. <laughs> Terrifying. For him to look like that and be that. Nope. <laughs> I'm over here asking about like, oh, have you guys seen any, have any ghost stories or anything? And Rachel's like, dude, I'm literally a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do I say? <laughs> Here's the crazier thing. She's a vampire who's seen aliens. It's I've seen UFOs. Uh, well, I mean, if you count the things that show up okay. in the middle of the night. <laughs> okay, is, okay. 
She's a vampire that's seen aliens and gonna tell you ghosts aren't real. <laughs> well, actually, I'm a vampire. Yeah, werewolves are completely fake. Mermaids are made real, up. though. And nine eleven was not an inside job. <laughs> That's it, it, it kind of like I'm gonna be honest, it, it kind of like fucking irritates me that like I've had some really strange experiences, like um and you know, I'm willing to humor the possibility of it being psychosis or some kind of like hallucination, but I've I've used like um I've come into contact with spirits and been bodily possessed under the control of certain things but i've never seen anything like an apparition or an alien or anything like that and it fucking irritates me because it's like what do i have to do <laughs> to just make that happen I, right. let you me have tell to you about control because you're never in control of that situation and if the fact that you think that you're the one who's going to tell them when to show up they're going to tell you to fuck off like i mean that's probably what it is they're like no this guy is like really wants to see a ghost so they've let's always stop. sensed my power in there were you guys oh no I, I was gonna ask you guys what you were saying Go uh, i was gonna tell you about a um a night terror that involves aliens would you like to hear that one because i don't know if they were real yes rooms, but they sure stuck around long enough to seem real to me yes all right, have you seen um, M. Night Shyamalan's Signs? Yes. Okay, so um, imagine a flesh-colored, a light flesh-colored version, pink, like of the Signs alien, okay? Standing in my doorway, right? I'm, I'm awake, I'm out of my dream state, but this thing is standing in my doorway. It lurches at me, like, as an aggressive move, and I'm like, oh, you know, frightened of it, and then, it lurches again, but it goes inside my body. It goes boom, inside my body and bursts out the back, right? And I'm like, ah, oh my God, oh, I'm in pain. And as this is still happening, it, it, it flies around the room and goes in again and it doesn't come out. So I'm like ah, screaming at the top of my lungs, trying to rip at my stomach and just like calm down. Like did that, that, that was, the, was that real? Was that a real alien? Was I hallucinating? I, I don't even know. Damn. Is it still in there? <laughs> no, I've been exercised. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. You've Great. been exercised. Hold on. So is it a demon or, or an alien? I'm confused. You just exercise an alien? A, a Why demon, not? A demon is an alien, right? It's foreign. What? How do? How will we know that? Does it really matter? I mean, they're. I mean, you know, it's, it's, with malevolent intent. It's not from here, therefore, it's hey, an alien. Hey, hey, look, man, we shouldn't have borders anyway, man. <laughs> you like, know, enough of those. That's fair. That's we fair. Need, you know, actually, we need we need demon equality. Like, like there should be no body borders. If a demon wants to enter this realm, you just give it your body. Hey, man. No, it's born the right way. Elzebub <laughs> doesn't want to go through customs. <laughs> Man. He's got what, shit that the government doesn't yeah. need to know about. What He's right a very do busy we have? Man. What right do we have to tell him he can't come here? Right, exactly. Yeah, Especially if you got some of that good. Especially you're going to bring some of that underworld good shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> if, if you were in hell, you'd be trying to get here too. So don't you, you don't understand the position. <laughs> um, 
fuck what were we just talking about i like that as a slogan yeah if you were in hell you'd be trying to get here too <laughs> if, I ever, if I ever invest in a real estate, like you know, big giant real estate thing, are we talking about yeah, California? That's, my, my, that's what the slogan's gonna be. What if, what if, if we in hell? You'd want to be here too. What if we get a politician that is just straight up like, uh, I'm a reptile. I'm here from hell. I'm from another dimension to enslave humanity. They, they you talking like Obama. <laughs> oh, that was that was damn it yeah that was that was pretty obama wasn't it uh okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna re- lean really hard into it being obama then it's like uh, i'm a reptile uh, come here to slave humanity i'm a reptile it's <laughs> just like he just ran on it he's like i when i become president everyone will have uh their own heat lamp yeah that's obamacare 2.0 it's basically reptile care 0.10 hey man i'm not down with any of that kind of health care unless i can have limbs growing back all right i think it's funny that my default president voice is obama That's like what I think of when I think of president voice, I guess. <laughs> you could go with Trump. Where I am a reptile. <laughs> I'm a reptile with very small hands. I've come to enslave humanity. It wouldn't work with him though. Nobody would believe him. <laughs> the media would be like, he's not a reptile. reptile. He's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love like, what I call the Trump command, man, where he does this with his hands. Yes. <laughs> well, well, the Democrats <laughs> all these things here. It's always about widening, isn't it? Like he takes the hand, it comes this way, and it has to go wider. Have you seen his butt? Everything's bigger. Just... <laughs> Dummy thick. Yeah, I saw that meme of him getting on the plane and it was like <laughs> I love oh, when he leaves because I love to watch him walk away. It's like, oh, it oh my god! Uh-huh. I didn't need to see that. My eyes. Oh, while we were on break earlier, Tiffany sent me a link to. It's this guy. Who... Please don't pull that up. <laughs> I puke, man. I okay, good. I won't. Good. I won't. I won't pull it up. I'll just tell you about it. He's a professional poop diver. He like, he like goes through poop and finds stuff. And he was talking about, I think you say he's from Melbourne, somewhere in Australia. Sounds about right. Of course. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, and he was saying like, they found a bunch of undigested corn and they think it must've been some kind of like festival where no one was chewing their corn. And there was nothing exciting about it. It was like a very. There's really nothing exciting about any of this topic. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, you're right. I mean, aren't you glad I brought it up? I'm very glad you brought it up. Any any dude who can make money off of turds is an entrepreneur, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. A turd newer? That's what if. Actually, um, that reminds me. <laughs> so I, I've heard the uh, 
what is it? The um, the UN released this thing. Well, I think it was like six months ago, talking about how their satellites are showing that North Korea's crops are like redoing really, really poorly, and they're like they don't. They're like the whole country's in like forty percent poverty, like extreme poverty, and um they don't have chemical fertilizer like they don't have a way to make it there so what they're they have told their people to use human shit for their crops so a lot of people are getting worms now because they're all the farmers are using poop and there was something about that a long kind of a while back hmm. and I don't, I've questioned a lot of validity of that because when you use feces as fertilizer, it is almost always from herbivores. Hmm. You don't ever really use, you can't just use any shit. To well, I'm sure it didn't work humans, very well. For human shit, you have to compost it for at least a year or right something. i mean mm. and usually and you don't even you know like i got a leaching field for a septic tank i'm not growing food in that leaching field mm. just because you know i mean it's not that purified so i don't know that the crops would have really even grown <laughs> so you know new york city department of public works has, has been working on a very interesting project where they're taking uh raw sewage and treating it heating it so it's a very highly accelerated composting process and they're hoping that one day in the future that a hundred percent of human waste could be retreated uh, so that it could um be right crops idealistically but, i mean you cook it hard and fast and quick enough you know i mean just burn it up you're killing any bad bacteria Real fair, you're pretty much killing everything in it, but it's know. expensive process. But that's what they're working on right now, and I think it'll change. It'll change the way we eat. Oh, well, and oh, well, in years. The problem is, is we change the way we eat, so there's a lot more chemicals coming out of us. Just like there's a lot more because they're going in, you know. Well, boys, it sounds like we need to invest in the shit business. No, it's all. Just invest in big shit. I stay on the That's other a side. Really shitty I, idea. I'm just gonna make some food. <laughs> invest shit. in big shit. <laughs> That's gonna be our our food. Uh, that's how we're gonna generate food under the under the cybercratic party. Yes. Cyber, yes. Cybercratic party's new uh, ecological movement. That's our green new deal. It was the brown, the brown the new brown deal. deal. The brown new the deal. Cybercratic party. Yeah. Oh, you weren't here for that. Yeah. yeah. We were talking to Shirley on the show. And he well, was we, magic, we magically make all the guns in the world disappear. Yeah, for real. Um, you might actually get me to vote. The Cybercratic Party. Yeah, it's all robot-controlled. Yeah, robot-controlled. Mm. Um, wow. So, I, I was going to bring this up earlier, and I, I got off topic. Um, Rachel, I know you told me one time about your the time you took salvia and got stuck for like 30 years. I was wondering, have you ever taken DMT? 
Uh, no, but I'd like to. I have taken psilocybin. Um, I gotcha. Um, there's, um, I, just, I was asking because um, there's a similarity between pretty much everyone I've talked to that's taken it where they get to a state of mind where they feel as if they, as if all life originates from the same source and that we are all the same consciousness. Uh, basically the idea of Nirvana, that we all return to a, like a group consciousness and that we're the same entity that split itself, fragmented itself into many different life forms. And it, it's just crazy how many people have talked to like who have had that same experience. They just intuitively feel that way about it. One thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everything else might be different about it, but there, that and a couple other things seem to be like consistent, you know? It makes me think it's not really calling it a psychedelic, it's not really even like. The word psychedelic means mental expansion. It feels like a vehicle. So if it ex feels like it expands you mentally, it's a psychedelic. I mean, you can call it really. It feels like it puts you in another place. <clears throat> like it just takes you somewhere else. The documentary called The Spirit Molecule, I always thought put a really good name on it because they call it The Spirit Molecule. Yeah. I think that's what, that they think that that's what gave us the concept of God. You would really enjoy the Pharmacratic Inquisition. I think I mentioned it to you, Alex. The Pharmacratic Inquisition talks about. See, Ma, I don't know if I've watched some of that or I know I've heard of it. Is this a show? It, it was a like a 10 part well i mean it was back when youtube you could only upload 10 minutes worth it was like 10 minutes of one um hour-long thing i don't know if it's still out there anymore because i think that was before the youtube purge pharmacratic inquisition i think i have it saved somewhere i don't know I'll look it up the pharmacratic inquisition i'm gonna write it down right now before i forget because <laughs> i will forget um this is finally taking notes good uh the only, the last book I remember you recommending to me was Kabbalion, which was really good. I read that. Have you read it? Have you read it several times? I <laughs> just once <laughs> information from it every time I've, I, I, I definitely wasn't able to retain all of it, but I, I did yeah. read it once. Yeah. Reread it. You know, it's worth rereading. It's one of those books. That's like, this is the book, you know, inspired by something I've read. In yeah. Key. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't know. Yeah, it gets into just. Who's currently reading what? Uh, right now I'm reading a book called Perdido Street Station. It's, um, and I'm also reading a book called True Hallucinations by Terrence McKenna. But. Um, Anybody else? I'm reading Condensed Chaos. Yes, Phil Hines. Yes, I like him better than the. Peter Carroll fellow. Yeah. But still very good information for both of them. Right. Hold on, give me a second. I'm finding it. It should be right here. I just don't see it. Oh, I can't read, so <laughs> it's a problem. I'm currently, well, reading this to my We're boy to put on a bed. A classic no way that's a good one. Oh, is that my copy <laughs> yes sir 
Did you? Okay, you hold it up like you're reading it. Are you actually reading it? Uh, yes, I am currently reading it. I or are you watching one piece? <laughs> the look, 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 there's book. two different points in my life. I don't constantly watch television. I don't constantly read. The other one. Mate, Marine. Uh, oh, nice. In Burgos. Um, yeah, The Alchemist is my favorite. I'm reading book. that to my boy to put him to bed. What is that? Treasure Island? Treasure Island. Treasure Island. That's a good book. Yeah. Classic. I was reading him some Conan, like original E. Howard, but it was getting a little over his head. It put him to sleep quick, though, let me tell you. Um, Perdido Street Station is really good if you like epic fantasy stuff. It's like a huge fantasy setting, but not borrowing any of the Tolkien elements. Like there's not ogres and orcs and fairies and elves and dwarves. Instead, there's like bug people, frog people, bird people, cactus people, and like it's 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 in the, it's it's entirely own lore, but it's really expansive. It's neat. It's refreshing from reading like like um, going from reading like Game of Thrones or Art of uh, the Age of Myth or any of these other like epic fables. Um, it's got all those elements that I enjoy about that, but it's um, with a refreshing take on it. I went for years without reading anything fiction. I, I mean, I didn't read fiction most of my life. Just didn't do it, you know, unless I had to in school or whatever. It's really hard for me not to read mm -hmm. fiction. Now, I mean, I've read a bunch of fiction in the past 10 years, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I used to read a lot of theological and, it's hard for me to focus like that, if it's not fiction. If I'm reading like a textbook or something, it's hard for me to focus. Right. I like getting lost in a universe, you know? I, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it weird how you can like just look at paper and hallucinate? Mm -hmm. <laughs> look at symbols yeah. and they mean. Um, they, yeah, I guess that is weird. <laughs> <laughs> symbol these all these little symbols these lines turn the pictures in your yeah. brain and it's like these little lines mean things to me for some reason mm -hmm. and then i get i get mind pictures like they say words are magic that's why they call it spelling right yeah weaving spells how you spell a word <laughs> that's um, uh yeah my favorite one of my favorite melvin's lyrics is pounded air patterns convey messages and that's really exactly all it is that's why it always cracks me up when people get offended or to talk about the power of words and i'm like you know it's it's really funny that shaping our mouth around an utterance of our throat can have such an effect mm -hmm. you know yeah and what we're able to do with this like right you know like a like a box with some strings on it and like well i mean just you know what initially was our caveman utterance of we've done nothing but shape that with our fucking mouth and learn to control our vocal cords a little bit differently and that alone called communication i mean that could decide whether you live or die mm -hmm. you know and that's like you said, that's, that's magic. That's what <laughs> spelling is. And you can stand there and cast a spell on a crowd of people because you blah, 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 and they fucking bah, and they believe you. you I know. was 
This is something. <laughs> I, love, I love the sheep sound you do at the end of that. And then they just yeah. bah, like a bunch of fucking sheep. Right. <laughs> this is this is something I've been thinking about recently, and it's kind of macabre, but like, like I can't like I have glasses, I can't see very well. If I was born 300, 500, a thousand years ago. I would basically just die because I can't like go catch my own food. Like if they had, if I didn't have like glasses and like, and like, so I was thinking. You would have forced, you would have been forced into adaptation like any other creature. Or, or I would have died. So <laughs> the chances are, I, I wouldn't have had have as good a chance. To live. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have been able to outrun the tiger because I didn't fucking see it. Everyone just got up before me. <laughs> so so um i was just thinking like like that when natural selection gets like you know genetic defects out of that's that's what natural selection is like but we're in a world now where you can live comfortably for the most part completely blind or like you know like disabled from the legs down, you can still live a life and live a long life because of the way we have society built up. And in a lot of those cases, you can even reproduce. And some of those problems are genetic problems. So as, as society gets more comfortable, we actually have more genetic defects. It sounds awfully um, like eugenics there, Alex. I'm not suggesting. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that too. I, I'm not suggesting any like that we do anything about it. I'm just. I'm, I'm suggesting I'm, we do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all I just said was what it sounded like. I didn't say an opinion on it. I just said it just sounds that way. I mean, I don't I think know. there's anything. Phil, Phil's grinning about like, hey, hey, hmm. Philip's like, yes. Genocide. I like where you're going with this, man. Hold on. Keep talking. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I don't think there's anything we can do about it, but I mean, that, that's just an observation. That's, that's just, that's what it is. <laughs> like, I mean, it, hopefully this won't be enough of an issue. But Are you familiar with the rat utopian test? Yes. Like all the, the yeah. concept. That's what I think is happening to us. I have seen the, the, the rat the giant rat. I mean, you look, you look at most of our mental issues back in the day, people, I mean, people talk about how advanced we are because medical science, medical science, right. And when you get into psychology, it's kind of, you know, it's not really that medical anymore. It's kind of a lot of guessing. And, you know, years and years ago, they're like, well, people that just thought demons were in you. And I'm like, well, I thought demons are in you if you had a fucking cold and it killed you, you know I mean? But we also I've heard people talking about the coronavirus being demonic. Well, I mean, think about it. it goes back to my, you know, don't get me started on my tundras, on my tundra law. The televangelists have all taken advantage of the corona. Like, I oh, have yeah. a miracle from right. God, this miracle water. Well, it's, I mean, it's I one of those things where. Real quick. Shoot. Like, who saw that whole thing about downtown Nashville where they had like, basically a live on the green but it was uh 
just everybody unmasked, a bunch of like super Jesus freaks, and they were doing like a church revival right there downtown by the courthouse. Did y'all they were see masquerading that? as a protest. Masquerading as an anti-mask protest. Like, I just, I, I'm, my only comment about it is that no mosh pits for anyone until mosh pits for everyone. I'll leave that, That's the first I've heard about this. Oh. Huh. Really? You didn't yeah. see this thing? No. Dude, there was like 2,000 plus people you know, downtown Nashville you know about the... at the courthouse. When? Recently. Did about a month and a half ago. Did anybody get arrested for putting the event on? You hear Heck, about man, that in I Australia? Up. I have no idea. Australia, pregnant woman, oh, taken out of her that. home because she had posted on social media that she wanted to do an anti- uh, COVID prevent or measures rally, basically an anti-mask rally. She posted putting together a rally. It was in Australia, and they came into her home and took her. Australia has strict anti-rioting laws, and that one crazy laws was calling for a riot against people that were wearing masks. She was calling for violent and like, they, upheaval, uh, and they've got very strict laws regarding right. that. And they strolled in and uh, took her out out of her house so they could take any any device in the home. She was pregnant, about to head to get an ultrasound. They're like, we don't give a fuck. And what that boils down to is freedom of speech laws. You know, because... But isn't Australia different than us? Yeah, they don't have it. Just like Canada don't have it either. People don't realize that what cracks me up is to see people in the streets in this country screaming about the rights they don't have when really you have all these damn rights. Just like the cops. The problem with the cops, I can fucking you know, get the fucking notebooks out and check out this equation. There's a difference between free freedom of free speech and then right. there's the right to incite violence. Now it's, right. it's freedom, free speech to say, I you know I I have I like to have a firearm in just case there's a violent upheaval in the government. Right. It's but it's illegal to say, hey Devin, hey Alex, let's go let's go over here and kill Philip. Fuck Philip. Fuck that guy. Let's kill his. Yeah. Fuck and him. is illegal. Well, well, that, and that, I'm cutting that out of well, that's and, that, and that's called that's that's that, a, that, that can be construed that's, as that's a conspiracy. That, that, goes under, that goes under conspiracy law, which also says even deeper, even Hold deeper on, guys. I gotta I gotta cut that out of context real quick and clip it just as a video of its own where Q tells us to murder Philip. Anyway. <laughs> I'm only so, gonna take offense at that if he kills my D and D character. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, see that. Everybody's got to die sometime. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, oh, 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 okay. oh, I see some uh, for looming coming. <laughs> of course, try as you might, God, but. So, I mean, so even in America, we have, I mean, you can't, you can't yell fire no, in a crowded right. theater unless no, there's a fire. But my right? point being is, and I'm not even talking to you, you know, you're talking to an anarchist about laws. You know, I personally don't think any of those lawsuits. I personally think you should be able to say, hey, man, go kill that motherfucker. 
And you know what? I think if that motherfucker goes and kills that dude, it's his fucking fault. Personal responsibility. I mean, why am I? Why do I have the ability to control somebody else when I don't want somebody else to have the ability to control me? I think the gray area is like. And now we put that on the government. We say the government has the ability to do that, but anybody else decided to try to do that, we're going to throw them in prison for what they told you to do. Even though you did it, you'll go too, but they're going to go for conspiracy. The idea of a conspiracy is what is the line between talking about something and planning something. Right. There's a very fine line between those things where one of those things is protected under free speech. The other is not and is considered would be could be considered considered conspiracy against the law. Right. How many people have uh, you know that um, it's not even a conspiracy thing when you make a threat on the president. But that got thrown out the window this past eight years, past four years, rather. But the prior eight, you would have thought that was the most enforced law on the fucking planet. Even when Bush was in office, it was not really looked at. But technically, if you make an open threat about the president, that's treason. And they can come yank you away and throw you in Guantanamo. Yeah. But... You see people all over Facebook, blah, 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 blah. I hope that motherfucker dies. I hope blah, blah, blah. Nothing. You it's got... one thing to say that you hope someone dies. It's another thing to say, I'm going to go over there and kill that person. Well, I'm not talking. I'm talking about presidential law. I'm not talking about conspiracy law. I'm talking about making a treasonous statement against the leader of the, of the country. You can say that you hope the president dies. I know that. Well, that's that's a simple example. I'm talking about. I've seen much worse said. You know what I'm saying? Seen much worse said, and that nothing happens. There's a guy. This is back in when Obama was in office. There was a uh, military guy. He was former military, and he had gone to the Apple Store, and he got frustrated in there, and he had gone home, and he was watching Fight Club. We're all familiar with that movie, right? Mm -hmm. You know the scene, he goes in and he's talking to his boss about the... uh, Yeah, and he beats the shit out of himself. No, not that. Oh. When the boss finds the paperwork on the... When he finds the Fight Club rules on the copier and he says, you know, that might have been written by somebody that might come in here with an Armalite, blah, 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 blah. And he went through that little spiel about taking out coworkers. Well, this guy posted almost word for word that identical fucking statement on facebook all right except he changed it to talking about the apple store within a couple of hours a knock was on his apartment door there was a suit and two uh mps with rifles and he said it was he thought it was some former military stuff from when he was in ballistics and they came and sat down with him and they started asking him all this stuff. And he said, by the time he realized what was going on, he thought it was a joke. He laughed. He said, the movie was, the DVD was on in a back room playing. And he goes, that's a scene out of a movie. He got hit with um, federal, uh, what is it? Conspiracy to terrorism charges. And the judge told him, I will, I will give you a suspended sentence on this because of the situation. 
So he still basically had a year of probation of Guantanamo Bay lingering over him if he got a traffic ticket. All because he got on FB and da 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 da. He made a stupid you know? tweet. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, FB isn't me. I've never signed a contract saying that this is me. They can put my name on it, yada yada. It's not me. It's a representation. So it doesn't really maybe hold well in everybody in a movie. You know, if I watch a movie and that dude in there, you know, I'm watching a bank robbery on a movie and I decide to say that that's what I tried to do. That movie director, writer, actors all conspired to help me go do that ploy. And that's how we got with kids saying TV made me do it. You do enough of that, then you get uh, parental guidance stickers put on your uh, music. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know. It's 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 a weird subject. Yeah, it's craziness. Like, I mean, people say bad things and people can say really harmful, destructive things. Uh, and then on the other end of that, it's like, would, would you rather the system be perfect or would you rather have personal freedom to, to do bad things, I guess? It's like kind of the heaven argument, right? Like, it's like, if everything's perfect and there's no sin and there's no, everything is flawless, then that's not a very human system. That's not something a human is, I mean, you know, there's the Garden of Eden story. We, we fuck it up. We, right. We're curious. Oh, we fuck it up on Earth, all right. Yeah. We get turned. Get turned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we fuck shit up on Earth. Earth go hard. Yeah. Raw. Earth go hard. Well, be raw dog in the ocean with all kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for joining me, guys. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been a blast. I'm gonna uh, put links to your SoundCloud and um, anything else you want down in the description, so people can check out your music. Oh yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. You and me and me and you and you and me and me and you and you and you and you and me and you. All of us, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, have a good night. And everyone at home, thanks for watching with us. And have a good night or day or whatever it is that, that it is for you in your realm.